Welcome back to another episode of the Stocks to Blocks podcast, a stocks and blockchain podcast from Investified that turns you from a confused to confident investor. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro, join us as we demystify stocks and cryptocurrencies one episode at a time. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that everything we say today is for education and entertainment purposes only. And for more information, please check out the documents on our website at www.investified.com.au. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'm joined by my co-host, Zach. Zach, I managed to get through all of that without reading it off the script. That is all in my head now. That is amazing. And you didn't introduce yourself as Zach. Yeah, as I, as I did uh, when we tried it a few moments ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's improvements. Look at this. 1% as they all count. Stack up. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about um, crypto in the last month, what's happened, as well as just covering the main stories from cryptocurrency this week. So over to you, Zach. It's all happening, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What a month. So we've got, you know, interest rate hikes uh, looking to be um, slashed. Mm-hmm. Inflation's coming down. Bitcoin halvings between sort of 120, 150 days away. (gasps) I know, know. ETFs are being filed. It's all happening. And we've seen one of the best performing months for Bitcoin at November months in uh, its history as well. Is that right? Yeah. Bitcoin's up 9% uh, or went up 9% uh, over the last 30 days. So it's done exceptionally well. And it's taken a lot of its uh, counterparties with it as well. Um, which has been great. So, look, we're going to cover some important metrics, some you might not have heard of before, um, but they are ultra important to understand where the market is at. So we'll go into – we'll start off with something called the um, BTC dominance. So this is how much of a percentage Bitcoin dominates of the entire value of the crypto market. So this is an important indicator because – what happens before a bull market starts is Bitcoin starts to suck up a lot of the dominance because what happens, you get a lot of like institutional big play interest. They start looking at crypto and the entry point, it most of the time is Bitcoin. So what we see is we get huge, it's not because money is getting sucked out of other coins and going into Bitcoin necessarily. It's more about the new capital coming in is being focused on Bitcoin. So at the moment we're sitting at about uh, 52%. So we're you're making uh, quite a, gradual rise here when we see a bull market like in full fledged before it kicks off like we've seen in previous cycles bitcoin usually gets to about 70 percent dominance really it might change a little bit because you know ethereum has taken a bit of the dominance away from bitcoin but um 70 of the market value is usually what happens before the 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 run sort of kicks off so why it kicks off is because once people start making money on Bitcoin, they start looking for gains elsewhere. So they start rotating from Bitcoin into you know, larger cap coins, into you know, smaller coins, into the micros, meme coins, right? Money kind of flows down, trickles down like that, and then it all comes back to Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, you see all the money get pumped into Bitcoin. 70% of the, the market dominance is, is you know, situated there, and then it just starts, you know, um, flowing into everything else. So that's where you greedy. see all these cra- what? people get greedy and they want to make money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the ones holding the bag at the end are the ones who get um, yeah dumped on. So and then people realize, oh, I should have held it in Bitcoin, maybe. So they yeah, go back to Bitcoin. They go back to Bitcoin. <laughs> More money comes in. The cycle starts again. 
So just sorry, go back to what you said before, how a lot of institutions are going in. So like with the upcoming Bitcoin halving, are we saying that Bitcoin's dominance going up because, you know, your Black Rocks are accumulating Bitcoin? Yeah, that, that could be that could definitely be part of it. You could get all these other institutions that are planning these other like asset funds that are looking to file for ETFs as well that are now starting to stockpile because they want to have crypto on hand. Because um, it's not necessarily when they announce they're going to do it, do they start buying? They're generally buying beforehand. Yeah. So, you know, there'd be a heap of players on the sideline just starting to stack because as soon as, you know, it'd be like dominoes once one gets, you know, approved, they're all going to get approved. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of that going on right now. Um, so that's one of the, the metrics I do want to highlight. So that is definitely one to keep an eye on. Another one is very simple. The fear and greed index, uh, this essentially measures the level of um, kind of like the sentiment in the market. And so it takes into account a few different indicators. But what we're seeing at the moment is the market is very greedy. We're seeing it sit at 70 out of 100. So it's, uh, yeah, very green. Another very good indicator to um, to use as well. You can use this alone for just learning how to, um, we've gone over it before, but a great strategy to learn how to just, you know, get in and out of markets. Uh, buy when it's red, <laughs> sell when it's green, <laughs> pretty simple. Um, but, you know, probably more effective than most other strategies out there because um, the, all the dumb money, not the dumb money, but like there's a lot of silly money that starts to get in when things get very overheated, very greedy, right? <clears throat> it's usually when it's due for a cool cooling period. Um, so that is at 70, something to just be aware of. Could that keep is very running. high. It is very high. Um, could hold that for a little while. Not sure. So it's not saying it's going to cool off anytime soon, but yeah, just something to be aware of. Uh, and then, yeah, we've got the market cap of the total markets up um, two and a half percent on the day, but it's at almost 1.5 trillion. So, um, and where was it off? Um, I don't know if you know it's off the top of your head, but when it was at all time highs, are we still quite a fair bit? We'd probably be yeah, half we're, that, yeah, we? about half that. Yeah. yeah, it's close to three trillion. Yeah. It's two point nine. It got to so yeah, yeah, way off there. Um, top performers of the week, uh, which is a real shame to see. All the the Terra coins are up there again. Oh no, yeah, all the you know the Terra Terra Luna. <laughs> oh. uh, they have not been exterminated. They are still hanging around <laughs> in the top in the top hundred. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shame. Terra Classic USD is up 290%. Terra Classic up 90% this week. Um, we've got Luna is up 29%. It's just it's ridiculous. So nothing's come out about, like no positive news that have come out. Oh, I can see there's obviously just sentiment around the whole Luna narrative, um, but it just feels like it's a bit of a gambling um, like just a social trend yeah, uh, okay. at the moment. Nothing fundamentally right about it. But, you know, like I've said in this space, it's not the, the most intelligent people that win this. It's the, you know, it's the most socially intelligent people <laughs> that win this, <laughs> this game. So, uh, look, somebody's making a lot of money somewhere. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people to lose here as well. So. Yeah, and if any of our listeners are holding any of those, just be very, very careful. Make sure to take profits. Don't get greedy. Yeah because it will probably come down again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very likely. All right, so let's get in the top three stories of the week. Ron what, Dog. What's he done? Oh, no, what have you done? Everyone's, <laughs> everyone wants to sue him. Uh, yeah, I thought, look, first of all, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. As soon as you saw, I saw him pop up on Binance. We're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you don't know who Ron Dog is. Ron Dog, yeah. <laughs> so he has sort of been the face for Binance 
uh, for one of their campaigns. He launched his own NFT project. And essentially because, you know, Binance was, had listed a heap of um, unregistered coins, um, you know, people in the US are now, have now filed for a class action um, saying that they misled, he like Ronaldo misled them to sign up to Binance and to trade these coins. They lost money potentially. Um, yeah, it's, it's re- pretty ridiculous really. Sorry, is this just people in the US? Yeah, so there's was, was a US um, class action, class action. That, was, that was um against him. But it doesn't make any sense because one uh Binance it was Binance Global. Yeah, this is where I was going, so this is what I was gonna ask. Yeah. So talk to me about this. Yeah. First of all, he's outside of any of the jurisdic- jurisdictions that they're trying to pin him for. Yeah. Um it's Binance Global, not Binance US. US. And they weren't even allowed to trade on Binance US anyway. So they don't really have a leg to stand on. They shouldn't. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they're, they're yeah. up with this. But it's just because there was a spike of 500% increase in um, volume coming into Binance during this Ronaldo saga. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're pinning him for that um, and just anything they can. So he's got a $1 billion lawsuit. lawsuit. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it, it seems a bit unfair that these – US citizens, you know, who aren't meant to be on this exchange in the first place, mm. have the nerve to sue our man. Yeah. Oh, just, Friend of the show. They just butt hurt because they would have lost money somewhere else. And they're like, oh, they just can't take responsibility for their own actions. I hate people really. like that. Um, but yeah, also with, also with celebrities getting, like, endorsing other <clears throat> products and, and uh, services like this, they're saying that, they just need to be open and honest about how much they're actually making yep. from it. So that's that's really probably the big thing to come out of it. Has he come out and said anything? I uh, don't think so. I think he's getting pretty pretty shut at the moment. I'm sure he'd be pretty annoyed. A mm. um, billion dollars, yeah. That wouldn't yeah. be much for him, would it? Oh, but like I don't think you get stung with it. I think it'll, it'll blow over. Yeah. I don't think they have much of a, a leg there. Uh, but, yeah, billion dollars is a – yeah, pretty chunky. It's just Saudi money, right? Yeah. They'll, just, they'll probably cover it for him. Yeah, exactly. I was, was going to say, I don't think he'll end up paying the fine if, if he ever had to. Yeah, yeah. So that's that one. Um, Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor, back at it, doing his thing. He's, his time He's, of the month to DCA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what is it? He's got it the does, recurring buy on SwiftX. Yeah, Thursday, 9, 9 p.m. <laughs> on uh, SwiftX. Uh, Once his paycheck comes through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a big paycheck for uh, for SwiftX as well, and and great for us because we referred him to the platform. We, yeah, he's under our affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks. Another uh, friend of the show. Yeah, another, another friend. <laughs> a few out there. Uh, but yeah, no, he's bought up uh, another six hundred million dollars worth. Um, so no, no sort of spare change there. His total value of uh, Bitcoin holdings on the company balance sheet comes to six billion dollars. So yeah, he's. Uh, they're not slowing down. I mean, the market doesn't really react that much anymore when he buys. It used to during the bear market. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, he's still buying. It's great signs. But yeah, yeah it's like, more just unexpected. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like we get it. All this good stuff's happening. It makes sense that he's still buying. Right? Yeah. I, I think like, and he's kind of the kind of guy that would buy in any, like regardless of how the market's going because he's such an avid believer. So it kind of doesn't really yeah. need to signal. It doesn't really signal anything, anything anymore. anymore. Like yeah. He's doing it no matter what. Yeah. So. Is um, yes, uh, but still, you know, positivity will take that. Take yep. that. 
And lastly, some sad news to close out the week uh, with the passing of Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's right-hand man at Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, just one before the ton. One uh, month before the ton. One, one month before the ton, 99 and 11 months. Very sad. He did a lot for the investing world, a lot of great lessons that we've all learned from him. Um, absolutely hated crypto. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> very anti-crypto. Um, yeah, a few of his quotes. Uh, Bitcoin is rat poison, is disgusting, is contrary to uh, the civilization we're trying to create. Yeah. So that, that hurts that hurt a little bit, Charlie. That must be why he uh, never accepted our request to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I reckon that would be it. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if he regrets that. Yeah. That would be one of his regrets, I'd say. I think so. <clears throat> but, yeah, look, him and, him and Warren, they, they did some great things, right? Berkshire Hathaway. I was looking before at their returns over the last 60 years. So from 1965 to 2021 – they had an average return of 20.1% year on year. This is how these guys were able to accumulate as much as they did. You know, uh, people ask, like, why is Charlie so far behind Warren? Um, he's still worth, I think it was $3.5 billion. That mm -hmm. was his net worth there. Um, but he also gave away a lot of his money early on, so he wasn't able to compound as much as what Warren was. Warren. Are you calling him selfish? Warren? Um, uh, calling Warren selfish? Mm. Yeah. Tight. Tight. Tight ass. He hasn't, hasn't bought a new house in the last 80 years. So. Jeez. 60 years. Long time. He lives in like the same house when he was like 30. I, th I think I did hear that actually. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what are you ass. doing, Warren? <laughs> Tight ass. He doesn't care. Um, Spins it all on Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got one in his hand at this photo. I'm of course he does. But yeah, we should just clarify. He's, I think he's Warren Buffett has said he's going to donate ninety nine percent of his wealth to charity when he passes. So we're not calling him um, um, selfish no, in terms no. of that. No, that we were being facetious. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, so it's it's sad. But yeah, look, there's there's a lot of lessons that we've we've learned that we can still apply to crypto, even though he probably wouldn't want that. Um, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to part your wisdom and, and uh, repackage it into lessons in crypto so thank you charlie um so one of the quotes i want to share with you that we can use in our our own crypto trading investing is the big money is not in the buying or the selling but in the waiting mm. okay so these guys you know they compounded their wealth for hundreds of years <laughs> <laughs> decades right <clears throat> and <laughs> And, you know, that, they were able to prove the compounding effect like no one else has ever done before. That is a prime example. When anyone talks about compounding, they go to Warren, they go to, mm -hmm. to, to Charlie. So that's, that's where that quote comes from. And I think, you know, I was even talking to my barber this morning um, and he was just talking about how he, he just wants to make money overnight. Essentially. <laughs> but this is, this is the mindset mm. of of most people coming into the space, right? He wants to make money and give shit haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to do, mate. Then go do it. <laughs> and you are doing it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you dream. Um, but yeah, so like the money is, like it's short lived if that's your, your mindset, right? Mm. If you're, if you're thinking you're going to come in here for, yeah, to be an overnight success, you're going to get absolutely rinsed. And so, yeah, 
Charlie says it best, right? Patience is, is one of the, the biggest characteristics you can have to exceed in this space. And um, yeah, definitely something that we can apply to crypto. So I think the timeframes change a little bit. Like these guys are investing in companies that are, you know, Wells and Fargo and Coca-Cola, companies that have been around already for 20 years and going to be around or, you know, a lot longer when they start investing. <clears throat> it's going to be a lot of cryptocurrencies where you don't want to be in them for 20 years, right? Mm. Um, but there will be some. Mm. Um, that you, you, that, you know, there's that sort of opportunity. So the timeframes change a little bit, um, but yeah, still um, patience is a virtue there. We can even just apply it to, you know, all the, the hodlers out there that when, you know, he may have invested in Bitcoin when it was $60,000 plus and then sold it when it went back down to twenty yeah. to 25000 because I thought it was going to zero. Have that patience to know that if you believe uh, in the intrinsic value or you believe um, in the utility of it that, it's going to recoup and that's what we're seeing now. Yeah. Um, so for those that did hold, they're starting to um, – they're obviously still down, but they're um, starting to recoup some of their losses. That's it. Charlie would not agree. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. He would not. Not at all. <clears throat> all right. We'll, we'll leave it with one of those ones, but take that with you on your journey. Anth, it's been great conversing with you today. Yeah, likewise, Zach. Till next time.